Friends, and welcome to the Seeker Podcast, that service of change where we challenge reality, question which we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change. I'm your host, Dennis Nappy II with Service of Change, where you can read my book for free, I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are, just by going to serviceofchange.com slash I Am Human, enter your email address. You will also be subscribed to the Seeker newsletter, a free newsletter that comes out every week that has exclusive content and feedback on each episode of the Seeker podcast and updated show notes. So we have a, a really good show for you tonight talking about ET disclosure. Some uh, interesting emails came out through WikiLeaks talking about extraterrestrial intelligence through some uh, pretty high level officials. I'm going to get into that tonight and what I think it could mean for us and for our future. Are we close? You're going to want to stay tuned. Jumping into the news and what's going on around the world, I have a few articles that I want to get into. Everything's space related tonight. And the first one comes to us through the WashingtonPost.com. It's called Pluto Gets a Buddy, A New Dwarf Planet is Discovered in Our Solar System. Out beyond Neptune, past Pluto, through the uh, chaos of the Kuiper Belt, to a point some 8.5 billion miles from the Sun, a new dwarf planet has just joined our solar system. The Iowa-sized object, which is about half as big as Pluto and twice as distant, was described Tuesday in the International Astronomical Union's Minor Planet Electronic Circulator. It joins a growing list of dwarf planets known to populate the solar system, Ceres, Homam, Makemake, Eris, uh, most famous of all, Pluto. Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing these. I never get them right. Uh, it's suspected there could be at least 100 more. The article goes on to talk a little bit more about that, but it's pretty interesting. There is yet another dwarf planet that has been discovered. The link to this article will be in the show notes at serviceofchange.com. Next one came out a couple days ago. This comes to us from theguardian.com. Barack Obama revives call to put humans on Mars by the 2030s. Barack Obama sought Tuesday to reinvigorate his six-year-old call for the U.S. to send humans to Mars by the 2030s, a mission NASA has been slowly and quietly pursuing. The White House was calling attention to government contracts awarded to six companies to build prototypes for habitats that could sustain human life in deep space. One such privately developed habitat, an inflatable room, is already attached to the International Space Station. 
Obama also said that within two years, private companies like SpaceX and Boeing will taxi astronauts to the space station with NASA as a customer. These missions will teach us how humans can live far from Earth, something we'll need for the long journey to Mars, Obama wrote in an op-ed on CNN's website. He said the ultimate goal was for humans eventually to stay on the Red Planet, quote, for an extended time. NASA officials and outside space experts said there was little new in what the White House is saying about Mars, something NASA has taken to calling its journey to Mars. So the article goes on a little bit more. I'll have the links to that in the show notes as well. But, uh, you know, in many of our lifetimes, we could be seeing someone landing on Mars, someone living on Mars. Would you be interested in signing up for that trip? Really makes you think with, uh, you know, all this privatization, we're going. Um, Now, of course, there's uh, been a lot of chatter on uh, many of the podcasts that I've listened to, um, more so now about the secret space program. I'm not going to get into that tonight, but uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of testimony out there, um, people coming forward saying they are members of the secret space program. They have advanced weaponry, advanced spaceships, and they've been engaged in various battles with alien life forms, both within and without of our own solar system. So some really fascinating stories. I have no way of verifying them, but we're starting to see more and more of these stories, and you can kind of start to link different pieces together. So are we moving toward disclosure? Uh, That's what I want to get into tonight. So the first article... um, and the first email comes to us from WikiLeaks directly. Again, all the show notes, uh, all of these links are going to be in the show notes. Take a look at them for yourself as well, uh, you know, and evaluate them on your own. Um, <clears throat> let's see here. Before I jump into them, I also want to direct you to facebook.com slash truthseeker, T-R-U-T-H-S-E-I-K-E-R. Please check it out. That's my Facebook feed. I can't get to everything that I want to cover each week because there's just so much, but I keep that updated every single day as things are coming across my feed. Uh, You know, just to keep our minds open, uh, let's evaluate it. Let's find out. There's a lot of good information out there. Like I said, you know, my book, Reality is Not What It Seems, and I feel that the the airwaves, the internet traffic is flooded right now. There's a lot of garbage out there, but there's a lot of good stuff out there too. So let's jump into these WikiLeaks with the possible uh, admission that extraterrestrials exist. So this one's, uh, you know, I'm quoting now, email for John Podesta, care of Aaron, regarding the space treaty, which they're saying is attached. Uh, The email addresses are there, and this is from an AOL account to a Gmail account, dated August 18th, 2015. Dear John, Because the war and space race is heating up, I felt you should be aware of several factors as you and I schedule our Skype talk. Remember, our nonviolent ETI, which stands for Extraterrestrial Intelligence, from the contiguous universe are helping us bring zero-point energy to Earth. They will not tolerate any forms of military violence on Earth or in space. The following information in italics was shared with my colleague Carol Rosen, who worked closely for several years with Werner von Braun before his death. Carol and I have worked on the treaty on the prevention of the placement of weapons in outer space attached for your convenience. Uh, Now, here's a list of articles. I I haven't pulled all these articles up yet, but you can find the links to them in this WikiLeak. The first one is called New Great News. Federal Minister for Planning, Development, and Reforms, Ashan, proposed cooperation in space technology between Pakistan and China as part of the historic declaration saying it will take the Pak-China relations to new heights. 
The next article linked in here is called The Cosmic Consequences of Space Weapons, Why They Must Be Banned to Preserve Our Future. The next one is called War in Space, War in Space Isn't Considered Fantasy Anymore. The next article, Preparing for War in Space. These are all links within this email to Podesta. The next article is called War in Space May Be Closer Than Ever. China, Russia, and the U.S. are developing and testing controversial new capabilities to wage war in space despite their denial of such work. The next article, World War III in Space, Fears Over Rise in Anti-Satellite Weapons Created by Russia. The next article is called War in Space Isn't Considered Fantasy Anymore. And then it's back to the email where he continues, We're arguably closer than ever to war in space. Most satellites orbiting Earth belong to the U.S., China, and Russia, and recent tests of anti-satellite weapons don't exactly ease the scare factor. It sounds like science fiction, but the potential for real-life Star Wars is real enough. It's just not new. Fears of battles in space go back to the Cold War and several initiatives like President Reagan's Star Wars missile defense system. Deputy Defense Secretary Robert Work spoke to Congress in June about the threat. He said during a speech, the technology the U.S. developed during the Cold War allows it to project more power, more precisely, more swiftly, at less cost. Take a moment to think about everything satellites do. GPS, surveillance, and communications all depend on them. And the Scientific American notes, you can disable satellites without missiles. Simply spray-painting lenses or breaking antennas is enough. President Obama requested $5 billion for space defense in a 2016 fiscal budget. And a former Air Force officer told the Scientific American most of the United States' capabilities in space have been declassified to send a clear message. There are no rules for war in space. Best regards, Edgar. Edgar Mitchell, SCD, Apollo 14 astronaut. Sixth man to walk on the moon. Zero-point energy consultant. That's his whole uh, signature block there. Okay. Whoa. On face value, what is being said here is fantastic. An admission of a war in space, an admission of extraterrestrial intelligence, working with humans to create zero-point energy. Is this a disclosure we've been waiting for? I mean, look, it's between an, an astronaut and John Podesta. But let's hold on for a minute. Let's put the brakes on for a minute. Here's my initial thought on this. First of all, this is uh, an AOL.com email account and a Gmail.com email account. Now, we know, you know, Hillary Clinton was just in a ton of trouble for transmitting classified information over unclassified servers. Now, this is something I know a little bit about. My career in the military, I worked in a field called counterintelligence, and my job was to help safeguard classified information. And everybody who has a security clearance is well aware that you don't discuss classified information on an unclassified server. That's Intelligence 101, you, ways to safeguard your information. Now, I would assume that information about extraterrestrials uh, in this official capacity, would be considered classified information. They wouldn't be something that we would put in a Gmail or an AOL.com server that's susceptible to being hacked and read by anybody with zero encryption. So that's my red flag number one. Now, did these are these emails fabricated by somebody through WikiLeaks that's making these up? I don't know. 
Or is it possible that these emails were intentionally sent and planted in hopes that they would be or knowing that they would be eventually hacked and presented to the world in this capacity? Now, the way this email is written, it, it almost just seems like they're setting it up to tell a story. And I find that very concerning. I think we should be paying attention to these emails with extreme skepticism and extreme caution because I think... This seems like a staged conversation. It, it ju- this just does not seem how two people would correspond, either in an official or an unofficial. It seems like, well, I'm going to write you an email, but I'm going to give a background in this email for anybody that's unfamiliar with it. That's how I read this. I understand what they're talking about because it gives me details that I wouldn't give to somebody in a normal conversation that should know all this stuff. So... Uh, Proceed with caution, I'm going to say, and I'm going to say why in a minute. I'm going to jump. I'm going to jump to a little bit more evidence here, and I'm going to talk about you know what I think this may be building up to. Um, so let's look at the second email that came out this week. This one again through WikiLeaks email for John Podesta, care of Aaron from Edgar Mitchell, regarding a meeting ASAP. This is dated January 18th, 2015. Again, it's got the AOL.com email address and the Gmail email address. Dear, dear John, as 2015 unfolds, I understand you are leaving the administration in February. It is urgent that we agree on a date and time to meet to discuss disclosure and zero-point energy at your earliest available after your departure. My Catholic colleague Terry Mansfield will be there too to bring us up to date on the Vatican's awareness of ETI, again, extraterrestrial intelligence. Another colleague is working on a new space treaty, citing involvement with Russia and China. However, with Russia's extreme interference in Ukraine, I believe we must pursue another route for peace in space and ZPE on Earth. I met with President Obama's Honolulu childhood friend, U.S. Ambassador Pamela Hamamoto, on July 4th at the U.S. mission in Geneva, when I was able to tell her briefly about Zero Point Energy. I believe we can enlist her as a confidant and resource in our presentation for President Obama. I appreciate Aaron's assistance in working with Terry to set up our meeting. Best regards, Edgar. So, again, I, I think this is really a fantastic, um, just a fantastic statement in the sense that Number one, this shouldn't be talked about. I'm saying these men know better. This should not be talked about on these platforms, Gmail and AOL, because it can easily be hacked. They're bringing in the Catholic Church here, saying that members of the Catholic Church are aware of extraterrestrial intelligences. They're working on a space treaty. Um, you know, it, it's just it's just too fantastic for me to, to buy into this, and that worries me. Now, we haven't seen, we've seen, you know, the focus has been on, you know, Clinton emails and, and things of that nature, but this is coming from the same source, meaning the same organization that's leaking the Clinton emails is leaking these emails about extraterrestrials, but these aren't getting the mainstream play. Why? Why isn't the mainstream picking these up, but yet they're picking up the Clinton stuff saying, hey, this is, uh, you know, this is more important. I don't know what's going on yet, but something's not adding up, and and I think we really need to proceed with caution here. Uh, and I think, and I hate to use the term, but I, I you know what, I'm not going to use the term. I think we're being pushed toward some type of deception. Uh, I'm not saying I don't think you know ETs exist. I'm saying I think right now 
this is being pushed towards some form of deceptive event. Uh, I want to move to another article from uh, uh, what's, what's the website? The San Diego Union Tribune. Dated Thursday, October 13th, 2016. This one's called Clinton WikiLeaks Include UFO-Related Messages from Blink-182's Tom DeLonge. Again, forgive me if I'm saying his name wrong. There is at least one thing missing from Sunday night's highly contentious presidential debate between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. UFOs. No, we don't mean drone-sized flying saucers buzzing past two candidates as they engage in their fierce attacks on one another. Uh, he goes on you know, with some, some uh, colorful language to kind of set the stage here. Uh, I'm going to skip around because I don't want to just read this, this whole article. I want to get to what's relevant. Um, he said, we're referring to the absence of even a mere mention of UFOs. So they, they really didn't bring it up. It, it's interesting that um, there was a song from Blink-182 in 1999 called Enema of the State. Um, aliens Exist. Let's see here. Trove of Hillary Clinton-related emails released last week by the website WikiLeaks includes correspondence between estranged Blink co-founder Tom DeLonge and John Podesta, Clinton's campaign chairman. The topic? UFOs, which are a passion for DeLonge, who either quit or was ousted from Blink early last year. He and Podesta share a passion for UFOs. Both are in favor of greater government candor and disclosure regarding unidentified flying objects that may have extraterrestrial origins. After Podesta stepped down early last year from his position as a senior advisor to President Barack Obama, Podesta tweeted, Finally, my biggest failure of 2014, once again not securing the disclosure of the UFO files. The truth is still out there. So, and I covered that on the show. Um, you know, uh, I want to say about a month or two ago, talking about Podesta tweeting that he, you know, after he stepped down, that he wished he would have secured the disclosure. So we know he has an interest in it. In 2005, while Blink was on hiatus, the lounge formed the band Angels and Airwaves, whose name mirrors his interest in life in other planets. In late 2014, Angels and Airwaves released the Dreamwalker, a sci-fi inspired concept album. Uh, talks a little bit more about the stuff that he's, that he's published and he's, um, April saw the publication of The Secret Machines Book One, Chasing Shadows, a 704-page book Delange co-wrote, which describes as a non-fiction book based on the reality of extraterrestrial life and UFOs. And he says, this is not just a book. In an April interview with Entertainment Weekly, this is not just Tom talking about UFOs again, laughing about it with his fans. This is Tom representing 10 people that are of the highest rank and office within the Department of Defense establishment, and they're asking me to communicate something that they see as the utmost national security issue that has ever existed. They see it as a global security issue. I'm going to do a side note here. There was an episode on Coast to Coast uh, within the past month talking about the secret space program. And I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he claims to have been fighting a war on Mars for 20 years. And he was saying that, um, you know, a high-level official asked him to come forward uh, and and start disclosing information in in the fashion that he was. I I don't know if it was a coast-to-coast host or if I heard it through the higher side chat. Somebody in this arena made the comment that it's interesting that more and more people are coming out now and they're making the statement that, their officials are telling them to come forward and disclose this information. Now, again, nothing's coming through CNN or Fox in this official capacity, but I don't think I'd expect it to come through in that capacity at this point. So there's just that's just an incident, an interesting connection that one of the one of the guests made on one of these shows. I wish I could remember the exact one for you. 
But we are seeing this kind of as a pattern right now, people claiming to come forward, people, people claiming to be uh, in official capacities. Uh, the emails from Delange to Podesta were first reported Monday by the Wall Street Journal. Podesta appears to be participating in a documentary Delange is, is producing about UFOs. One of the emails between them references a conspiracy theory that in 1947, the U.S. government recovered an alien spaceship near Roswell, New Mexico, a site DeLonge has visited a number of times. In January, uh, in, a, in a January 25th email to Podesta, DeLonge references Major General William N. Uh, McCasland, the retired commander of the U.S. Air Force Research Laboratory at Ohio's Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. Uh, McCaslin managed the Air Force's $2.2 billion science and technology program. Uh, let's see here. He mentioned he's a skeptic. He's not. The lounge wrote Podesta about McCaslin. I've been working with him for four months. I just got done giving him a four-hour presentation on the entire project a few weeks ago. Trust me, the advice is already been is already been happening on how to do all this. He just has to say that out loud, but he is very, very aware, and he's in charge of all that stuff. When Roswell crashed, they shipped it to the laboratory at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. General McCaslin was in charge of the exact laboratory up to a couple years ago. He not only knows what I'm trying to achieve, he helped assemble my advisory team. He's a very important man. So he's, they're having these emails uh, back and forth talking about a high-level official who's tied into to Roswell, um, you know, basically conf- saying he has confirmation that this was an alien ship that had crashed, um, you know, and, and they're tying this into the Clinton campaign. Um, it's unclear if Podesta responded to Delange's emails, and the Clinton campaign has not commented on UFO or the emails from Delange to Podesta that were included in the WikiLeaks disclosure. Uh, it is interesting to note that in a recent interview on the Jimmy Kimmel Live TV show, Clinton indicated that if elected president, she would release the government files on Roswell, provided doing so does not pose a threat to national security. Okay take a time out for me reading from some sources because again this just seems very fantastic to me um now i i'm not discrediting the work the lounge is doing at all he says he's got 10 uh you know department of defense officials who are testifying or sharing information about the existence of aliens and ufos and and he very well may i have not evaluated his project um i'm going to shift gears for a minute and and direct you to the disclosure project and i'll have that through uh you know the show notes at service of change if you're not familiar with it you know the summary they have up on their page the disclosure project is a research project working to fully disclose the facts about ufos extraterrestrial intelligence and classified advanced energy and propulsion systems we have over 500 government, military, and intelligence community witnesses testifying to their direct, personal, first-hand experience with UFOs, ETs, ET technology, and the cover-up that keeps this information secret. If you haven't listened to any of these testimonies in the Disclosure Project, I recommend you go on YouTube and you do it. They are very good testimonies. They're credible expert witnesses, military officials. I think there's police officers in there. I, I, I know the prime minister, the former prime minister from Canada is in there talking about his experiences and what he knows. It's undeniable that there are UFOs out there in our airspace. I don't know where they come from. Are they alien? Are they inner earth? Are they black ops projects? I don't know enough to make that conclusion. 
a lot of people immediately see UFO and they think alien. I'm not always going to jump to that, make that leap right away. Now, there's something else that I find very curious about all of this, you know, and I, again, I I often think I I put on my counterintelligence hat and I think back to my time in the military when my job was to think like the enemy. And one of the things that the enemy does is, you know, deception, denial, you know, they make up false stories, but, you know, and they, they create distractions and diversions and there's all these things. So if I'd get a good piece of information of something going on on one end of town, then my instincts, my training tells me, okay, let me see what's happening on the other end of town. You know, maybe this is coming out, it's so fantastic because they don't want me to look in a different direction. And as soon as the Ancient Aliens TV show came out, I loved it. I definitely enjoyed the show, but I was suspect. Why all of a sudden is this show coming out? Why are they putting this show out here on the History Channel, which is a very respectable channel? And what the Ancient Aliens program shows is that well, these they you know basically are saying aliens came from another planet and they influenced mankind and they are the gods of old. They in some cases are the creators. Some some of these stories claim that these aliens are the creators of mankind or there are space brothers or there are ancestors or you know there's, so there's a lot of different stories tying them to our lineage and to our heritage and very much to our culture. So I'm going to come back to that point in a minute, you know. But I want you to keep that in your mind. Now, if you if you're not familiar with Bill Cooper, I suggest you look him up and listen to a lot of his old stuff. He's uh, you know one of the founding voices in conspiracy theories. Uh, you know, the article I'm about to read is going to say the same thing I'm about to say. But before there was Alex Jones, uh, there was Bill Cooper. Before there was David Icke, there was Bill Cooper. Um, you know, he's a former naval naval intelligence officer, and uh, you know, he's when he got out, he started making claims that he had witnessed documents um, claiming there were alien visitations on Earth, and he did a lot of speaking about it. He also talked about freedoms and and uh, you know the the one world government, the new world order, uh, you know, and, and the corruption of America. He was he was a big voice in that area. I'm not going to get into the whole history of Bill Cooper right now, but look him up. He's got some good information. His first book, Behold a Pal Horse, covers all of this stuff, and it's a pretty good read. Um, you know, And a lot of his predictions, a lot of the things he talked about ended up coming true. Now, one of the things he talked about, he warned people about, was a false flag alien invasion. He said there's going to be, and I think he referenced Project Bluebeam, I'm going to get into that in a minute, but he said, be careful. There's going to be using some kind of technology where they're going to stage an alien invasion in order to invoke fear in the people to dismantle certain societal structures and to put into place the one world government, the new world order. I try to stay away from those types of terms, but this is what you know Bill Cooper talked about. So I found you know what I think is a pretty decent summary from uh, theghostdiaries.com. Uh, Project Blue Beam, Imminent False Flag Alien Invasion by Jake Anderson. <clears throat> and it states, Project Blue Beam is a highly controversial conspiracy theory. Originally proposed by Canadian journalist Serge Monast in 1994, it holds that the New World Order will use advanced holographic technology in order to create a false flag alien invasion 
and or a worldwide religious awakening in order to achieve servitude by the masses and acceptance of a one-world government and religion, possibly depopulation efforts as well. I'm just going to read a little bit more here. It talks about the implementation. It says, Project Bluebeam Implementation. There are supposedly four parts to the implementation of Project Bluebeam. These stages include the dissolution of major religions due to archaeological discoveries disproving them. Well, side note, I think that started with ancient aliens. Now, we also have some... um, Great research coming out of, you know, with Graham Hancock's work, with Michael Cremo's work. Um, I know through Higher Side Chats, there's a woman who was just on there talking about the new chronology movement. So, this stuff is undermining religion. I'm not discrediting the work that these people are doing. I think, uh, you know, I, I definitely subscribe to what, <coughs> excuse me, for, to what they're talking about. But this was, you know, this was predicted. Uh, you know, I think this is what uh, Bill Cooper was talking about. The next thing, it would be a holographic space show in which deities and aliens appear as our overlords. It's not clear how these two would coexist. So, again, number one, we know we have this holographic technology that's out there. I mean, you have Tupac Shakur who appears on stage, you know, and can have a conversation and people can't tell that he's a hologram. So we have this technology to put something out there, to put something in the sky, Um and again, we have the foundation already laid saying, hey, these are our ancestors who created mankind. We're seeing that now um, <coughs> through the alternative media and in this field. The next one would be telepathic electronic two-way communication via ELF, which is extra low frequency, very low frequency, and low frequency waves, whereby people will think they're being spoken to by the new true God or extraterrestrial overlords. Now, that sounds a little crazy. They're going to fake... Um, basically telepathic communication and put the voice of God or the voice of aliens in people's heads. Well, what I'm here to tell you is this ties into my research in Food for the Archons in the electromagnetic signal that is naturally generated through the human heart. That signal carries data, emotional data, that's able to be transmitted and received. So I do propose in my book that this field is able to be and has been hacked by both natural forces and technological forces. You know, I've been talking about this quite a bit if you've been listening to my previous shows. So, uh, yes, I think that's highly possible. So, again, that kind of fits the bill. And then they're talking about the use of worldwide microchips to fabricate horrifying supernatural events that will make people desperate for the new world order. So, you know, there's a lot of information out there. David Icke talks a lot about the microchipping program. Uh, I haven't followed it too much. I'm familiar with it, but I'm not going to get into that today. Um, You know, but... You know, things are starting to add up here that, you know, again, the way these emails came out, the way these emails came out, I, I just think that they're too, uh, they, they just they just feel staged to me. Call it a gun instinct. Call it my experience as an investigator, as an intelligence agent. They just seem staged. So be careful. If we have a big announcement, a big event involving aliens, ETs, UFOs, I want you to not overreact emotionally. I want you to step back and evaluate the situation and make good decisions and do your research before you have that gut reaction because this may be coming. I'm not making a fear-mongering statement. I'm trying to help you prepare in case we see something like this because the world is in a state of chaos right now. With this political turmoil that's going on between all of us, this would be the perfect 
distraction to unite the world and put in a new agenda, which we see is happening. You know, it sounded like the talk of crazy people years ago. We're watching this stuff unfold. I'm amazed at how many people who would, would have laughed at some of the things I said years ago are now constantly sharing things that were once, you know, labeled conspiracy theory in a negative light, and now people are sharing it all over the place. And so, you know, I, I think this whole thing is staged with Clinton, with Trump, and as they're slowly leaking this information out, I think it's all intentional. So be cautious with the information that you're consuming. Be skeptical uh, and, and just be prepared for anything. And I don't mean that as a the world's about to end scenario. I mean, don't buy the hype. If something happens and they start directing you to do something, think long and hard about what you're being directed to do. Try and have a plan for a worst case scenario of where you can go other than where the official story is telling you to go and what to do. That's what I'm trying to say. And that's why I'm always saying, have your own set of skills that you're building up. Have your own way to produce food and fresh water in case you need to do that so you don't have to rely on the government assistance if that if it gets to that level. I don't want to spread that type of fear. Just something to put in the back of your head. I could go on forever, but I think there's a lot of good dots connected here. All these links will be shared in my show notes at serviceofchange.com. Please check them out. Please, if you found this information valuable, you found this discussion important, Please share it on your feeds in your in your social network. Send it out through emails. Um, you know, I, I would greatly appreciate it. If you have not done so, please sign up for the secret newsletter. Each week, you'll get updated show notes with all the links, with my you know extra feedback and comments from me as well. And it's a great way to communicate. I love hearing from uh, from my listeners. Uh, as well. If you have something to say, if you have an opinion, if you've had an experience, I'd love to have you on the show as well. Uh, I'm always looking for guests to come on and share and and discuss these subjects. So uh, I am completely out of time. I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen and for your support. I'm Dennis Nappy II. This has been the Secret Podcast with Service of Change, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Seekers.